This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. I was having this conversation with a friend where they were saying about how they really hate people who are late. And it's really funny because I used to be that person. Many, many years ago, I was always early or definitely on time. And it used to really bug me that other people were late. And I do remember being told once something about this a thing about, well, if you're late, it's because you've got no respect for that other person because you're quite happy to let them wait for you, that kind of thing. Um, Unfortunately, (laughs) it got to the point where I would say for the last few years at least, I am always late. And it really isn't that I don't care and it really isn't that I don't respect others. There's things that have changed within me, going like self-employed, getting to the point where I'm at the age where I'm just not sleeping properly all the time. So actually sometimes I fall asleep at like six or seven o'clock and that's when I get my hours, few hours sleep. So I don't want to be putting my alarm on and getting up when I just want some sleep. There's that side of it. But there's another side, a big side of it, where it's just I fit, I want, I think I can do more with the time than I can. And Sue, you know this very well because you are just like me. <laughs> that I'm sitting here going guilty, guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to the point where your son is like, we need to be going. Are you going to be late again? It says things like that to you. So I know you know, you know this as well. And we realised that it was called topoptimism, didn't we? You can fit, you think you can fit more into your time than you actually can. So the reason I wanted to have this conversation is because of what had come out from this conversation with a friend. And I am absolutely fine that I am late. I will talk about that with them. I've talked about that with lots of my friends and I very often say, look, I'm really sorry. I know I'm late. I think I can do too much. If I say I'll see you at 11, what it really means is I'm probably setting off at 11 or whatever time it is. What I'm trying to do there is I'm trying to manage their expectations. I'm trying to get them to understand that it's not about them. It is all about me and why I'm working this way so that they've got a better understanding of this 
so that I don't hurt them. I don't want anybody's feelings to be hurt. And that's really important. And the reason I wanted this conversation is because actually this friend who I'd had the conversation with has really hurt my feelings. And to the point where now I'm going, well, I'm not having that conversation. This is, this is it, man. I'm not having that conversation with her because I'm the one who's always trying to be the grown up. <laughs> it's like, and so not being in thinking all of this. <laughs> um, and I just, I wanted your take on it because it's sort of like, I, I just feel like I'm the one who always has to be the bigger person, who has to, doesn't has to, who is the one who tries to think of other people's feelings. And there are times when I just think they don't ever think of mine. And there's been a conversation going on that, and it's really hurt me because of things that they've said and things that they've not said. And it's just like, I don't know where to go with that. I do, because I know I could still deal with it myself. But part of me is resisting that. And I'm not being this like grown up. I'm not being the person with the flexibility. I'm not being the person who I know I can go, right, let's be reasonable about this. Let's explain that they've hurt my feelings. Give them a chance to explain. I sort of want them to realise this on their own. And it's just like, it's madness, isn't it? Well, it is madness, but it's interesting, it's fascinating stuff, isn't it? Because th these are the kinds of real life, everyday things that kind of drain our energy, take up our thinking space. They're kind of you know, they're on our mind, aren't they? And this is, yes. you know, this is something, these are our relationships, these are our friendships, these are our things that matter. But what I love is the way that you're just so aware of what's going on right now <laughs> and that your friend possibly has no clue. Yeah. yeah <laughs> kind of like the impact. And that's the point, isn't it? You know, we often have people in our lives where, like you say, we're the, we feel like we're the ones doing all the work, you know, to kind of manage ourselves, maybe manage them, manage expectations, sort of have all this flexibility because ultimately we know because we've worked at it, because we've we've come to these realizations, we know this is better for our mental well-being. We know this is better for us emotionally. You know, this sort of sets us on the path. That, so, we, really, in a way, when we're doing all those things, we're giving ourselves what we need. However, as you quite <laughs> rightly point out, sometimes you know that can be a little bit irritating a little bit annoying it gets us sort of feeling like why is it always me why am I the one that's kind of always having to accommodate other people and myself and take all of this into consideration when it feels as though it's not coming back the other way hmm. so you know it's hard work being enlightened Claire <laughs> <laughs> my partner would call it being righteous now I'm not <laughs> with that because like I always say to him he's the righteous one um, <laughs> but you know it's, it is this is this is fascinating real life everyday stuff I, I mean I think from listening to you it's kind of like you know you're saying you know you know all the things that you need to be doing and that you can do and that you have done mm. there's something about where you are right now with this particular person and this particular issue you're not ready 
to kind of make those choices or make those movements or it's sort of there's something more afoot where maybe like a different kind of conversation needs to take place and you know so this this and then that's obviously for you to kind of decide but I think that all the things you're describing are very relatable for a lot of us um and it's and what to do is you've got to figure that out for yourself you know that yeah but I think the main thing is kind of like okay well where do I go from here? What is it that I need? Is it that I need to stop kind of tormenting myself with this? Is it that actually I need to let it go because she didn't mean to hurt my feelings or they didn't mean to hurt my feelings? You know, it's kind of, we don't ever really know what's going on for another person, however yeah. well we know them. So we can make judgments and we can make kind of assumptions. And a lot of that tends to come from where we are and what we're feeling. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's so complicated being a human being. <laughs> Isn't it just? But uh, something you mentioned there was about kind of being the grown-up and having this grown-up conversation. And I have this sort of ideal that, you know, this is how we need to be. We need to be able to kind of have these kinds of grown-up conversations. But in order to do that, we need to meet people perhaps where they are. Mm. We can't expect that other people have got the same kind of thought processes I'll use the word enlightenment or you know kind of depth of understanding maybe about what's going on emotional intelligence Mm. to kind of appreciate a scenario you know yeah I don't know I chucked a lot of stuff back at you there Claire I don't know if any of that's helpful (laughs) yeah it is I think I think that big one about emotional intelligence is is the key and it is, it's sort of like, you know, obviously at 3B, we have this emotional wealth. And it is, it's understanding that. And yeah, it's sort of, I, I've just spent time with her and there's a lot going on for her. And she, she's behaving very differently from how she usually is. Um, she's like a completely different person at the minute. Um, you know, I've gone through a lot with her. Uh, so I've seen different sides of her. But it does always feel like it's me who's who's dealing with the emotional wealthy side of things. I'm the one who is going, these are my emotions. I'm owning them. I am owning them. And I'm not saying she's caused this. What I'm saying is the action that this did, this has impacted on me in this way. So I very much do try and do that. And yeah, I think it's just, I've got a bit tired and I've gone a bit like, when is she going to get this? When is she going to get that actually what she does has consequences for other people. It's not always all about her. And I know it's not. I know she's, you know, she's been there for other people in the past. She's been there for me. I, I get that. She is. She's great like that. It just seems to be at the minute there's a stuff going on. So I think that emotional intelligence is quite key. It's understanding the impact that you're having. And I don't know if I've had an impact. I don't know if there's something I've done. I've tried to think about that Mm -hmm. and I've gone, oh, is it or is it? And I would much rather her tell me the truth. And I think this is somewhere that I've gone to because I know we've done it. I never wanted to, like, you know, fall out with you. I did, I don't like falling out with my friends. But then again, I don't know anybody who goes, oh, I love falling out with my friends. So, you know, that's a bit of a thing anyway. 
I don't, because I, I hate that feeling of that it's not right, there's something mm. sticky going on. But actually, what we know now through working together, you know, we've had sticky patches. It's we've come at things from a very different viewpoint. But actually what that has also done is it's enabled us to know each other even better. It's also enabled us to go, oh, there's another way of thinking about this. You know, and what's your take on that? And, and having that equal partnership within the business, within our friendship. And I think it's that. I think it's about understanding that there is give and take, that sometimes it will probably feel like I'm giving more. And actually, maybe maybe they'll never give me that more, but maybe that's something that I need to come to. I need to get that realisation because I can do that. I can go, okay, well, is this relationship worth it? that actually they will hurt my feelings a lot more. Maybe there's that. Maybe they don't feel comfortable giving me that information or giving me feedback. And we're big on feedback. Feedback's really important because it enables us to see sometimes how we aren't seeing ourselves, even though, you know, we are self-aware, but there's always blind spots. There always is. So it's a good way of that. So what you've just said to me has enabled me to think slightly different now that actually maybe I need to ask for some feedback. Maybe it's that. Maybe I've hurt her and, and that's where this has all come from. And I've not realised it. And if I make that movement to go, have I done something? Maybe she'll give me that feedback and then I'll have more understanding and that'll open up the dialogue. It's, it, it's really important, I think, to understand that the emotions that we're feeling, we don't act from them because my initial reaction, because it just happened, is to go, right, not talking to her, just cut it, let's just leave that. Um, whereas actually, and then there's another part of me wants to get on the phone and go, do you know, you've really hurt me. And actually, neither of those are useful. Neither of those are going to get me anywhere because A, not answering, they probably wouldn't even notice. B, going and going, do you know, you've really hurt me, isn't productive because actually that could put them on the defensive. Whereas actually waiting till my emotions have subsided a little bit, will then enable me to deal with this in a better way. Because I know it's, even though I've just said to you, I, I don't want to be the one, the, the person that's always enlightened. I don't want to be the person that's always going, oh, is there something going on here? I want them to realise that they've hurt my feelings again, kind of thing. But I'm responsible for my actions me there's only me responsible for my actions so actually if I don't respond in the way that I think is best and that I know I can then actually that's just going to do my own head in nobody else's oh you're nodding you know this. Just, you're just I love how you're working your way through this but this is what I do every time we talk and we don't we often do this it helps me to understand because actually I can't do it in my own head. I have to talk out loud. 
I don't think many of us can do it in our own head. I think, I think in our own head as well, I think it's, there's other things come in and get in the way. Whereas I think there's something about articulating, you know, out loud, what we really think, what we really mean, or writing it down, you know, whatever kind of, you know, method works. I think for me, it sort of enables you to think the thought through right to the end, you know, or right to where you need it to go. Whereas where you came at this from initially was you, you were kind of in a stuck place. Yes. You know, sort of going kind of round and round with it. Um, there's, there's so much stuff going on there, but you're kind of working. You, and what you've said there about, you know, only you can be responsible for you. Well, the same goes for your friend. Only they can be responsible for them. And actually, it, it could really be, you know, that you are looking for something from somebody that they just simply don't know how to give you because mm. they, they are not aware of this. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and this idea that, well, you know, I don't want it to always be me that's having to make all the effort. It's having me that's having to be all aware. I'm, I want them to just to know for themselves. But how can they? Yeah. Unless they've been through their own journey, unless they've had the feedback, you know, and taken it on board and worked with it. And that's not saying that, you know, you're better than them or, you know, it's, no, it's not about that. It's just about people being in different places, you know, and we are all different. You know, we, we talked about having that sensitivity and being kind of tuned in. Some of us are just really wired yeah. for kind of noticing these things and other people really simply aren't, you know, the kind of things just ride over them and they don't, it doesn't affect them in that way or they don't, you know, they're not noticing that. They're not looking for that. Um, so I think all of this has to be taken into consideration, which is great because that's kind of what you're doing now. You're sort of, you, you sort of reached a point where you're kind of, you've got it off your chest, if you like. Yeah. And that as you're saying it out loud, it's kind of sounding back to yourself that, no, I already have the resources. I already have the tools to deal with this. It's just that I'd love it if she was the one to kind of come. Yeah. But maybe she's not going to do that. And that's okay because you can't control that. All you yeah. can control and choose about is you. Yeah. I, and actually, I know that if I keep, if I keep behaving as, okay, I'm the one who's going to come with this feedback. I'm the one who's going to bring this up. Then hopefully, eventually, they'll start to model that behavior they'll start to bring that behavior back to me yeah. and they can't if I don't do that and if I don't continue to do that so and actually what's important to me is I don't want to hurt their feelings but I don't want to carry this around and if I don't deal with it in a way that I know I can then that's going to impact on my mental well-being. And I know that already. And that's the whole point, emotional wealth, is right now I'm feeling hurt and upset. I'm getting a little bit annoyed. But actually, if I don't deal with this in the right way, then I'll start feeling guilty. And I don't want that. And I know I can stop that from happening. So I'm completely in control of that. I can stop me from ever feeling guilty by doing and addressing this in the right way for me in the right way that I think it can be done and in an assertive way. 
So it's a win-win situation. I'm not putting them at a disadvantage, but I'm obviously explaining me as well and what what the impact has been for me. And it's, yeah, it's about, emotional wealth is about demonstrating what you want so that hopefully that will come back. But I can't, I can't make it. No. I am in control of me. I am responsible for me. You have to trust. It's and kind of working with emotional intelligence, working with emotional wealth is all about coming at things from a place of trust, place yeah. of trust in yourself, place of trust in the process, you know, place of trust in, in your relationship and your friend and your, you know, and kind of trusting that, you know, they have got that within them, that capacity. And I think there's another thing as well, you know, you talked about, well, there's a couple of things. One thing was the, this idea about not acting from our emotion. That's just the biggest, that's so big, isn't it? Because yes. it's kind of, that's when we react and we don't yeah. respond. So when I said you weren't kind of ready, it's because you're still in that kind of frenzied state of, oh, this is happening. And you're explaining all these emotions, but having that objectivity about it enables you to kind of see it for what it is. These are feelings that are happening. These are emotions that are coming up. This is not who I am. This is not who she is. This is just a thing that's going on right now. Yeah. Okay. Process, program that. Okay. It's a bit like kind of if you were to put it all into like a computer program, then sort of, you know, kind of what, what would come out the other end, you know, yeah. what you yeah. do next. But I also think there's something in here about flexibility and about having all this awareness and an insight, if you like. Sometimes there may be things that we need to come to just accept about people. Yeah. And be okay with that. And that's where, you know, we're big on sort of saying, you know, if someone's like a real mood hoover or if they're kind of being destructive or they're like a bad influence in a way that where they're kind of, you know, they're kind of toxic in your life, um, you know, you can, part of being emotionally wealthy is to sort of, you know, deal with that or remove that. Yeah. However, there may be some people that, you know, we do really care about, we do really love, we want to have them in our life, but there may be things about them that we have to accept. Mm. That is how that person is, just as you owning your, you know, lateness, me owning mine. Yeah. Someone can accept that about me and about you. Yeah. That, you know, when you say you're going to be there at 11, it really means oh no they really mean this then yeah there are things if there are things that we can just accept about people and again we have the deciding sort of yeah that's our choice our choice all mm. of this you know this we know this makes us really empowered yeah you know because it actually puts us back in the driving seat it's just that sometimes it feels a bit tiring being in the driving seat all the time Maybe yeah someone else to sort of take over but yeah. someone else can't be in charge of you someone else can't be in charge of your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings only you can I yeah and I, I like that I like where you've took it to the choice because actually that just reminds me that yeah I've always got a choice and what is it that I'm choosing from that because actually the fact that we've got a choice means that I I've got a variety of different things that 
you know, will help me to move forward with this and whichever direction that is to go in. I think what I also have realised just from, from our conversation now, I, I did know it, but actually what it's, it's sort of come more to me now is the fact that I'm also not denying my feelings that's because right. that's a big one. And it is, it's sort of like, it's okay. It's okay that I feel like that because I know to start with, I was thinking, well, I, am I right feeling like this? Should I not be feeling hurt? Oh, they're just I, great questions, aren't they? Yeah. Should I not be feeling hurt? Is this am ridiculous? I, am I being too sensitive? But we all we already know there is no such thing as too sensitive. So actually, as soon as I go to, should I not be feeling hurt? That I actually go, actually, that's invalidating how I'm feeling. And if I invalidate how I'm feeling, that's going to cause me more problems. Yeah. So actually accepting that that's how I'm feeling. What I've realised is that's helped me to ride that emotion out because I've accepted it. So because, which might sound really daft, but to get that, I've accepted that feeling. Therefore, I'm able to go, okay, I'm not still really feeling it. I've like sort of come down the other side, you know, like that wave I'm coming over the wave, it's subsiding, it's still with me, I still feel hurt, but I'm not right in that emotion. Yeah. And that's what emotional wealth's all about, isn't it? That's what we say, it's about accepting emotions to enrich your life, because emotions are part and parcel of being a human being. And the more we get to work with them, rather than let them sort of lead us or push us you know the more I don't know emotionally aware emotionally wealthy the more satisfied the more joy the more compassion the more kindness more of the good things will come back our way and uh, it's a good thing to remember I think even in those moments where everything's heightened and everything feels like there's nowhere to go or it's all really impossible you will ride the wave it will subside you will have choices. You just have to kind of work through it and trust. <laughs>